G'day and welcome to Turning Your Cruising Dreams into Reality Podcasts. I'm Jackie Parry and it's good to have your company. Today I'm going to tell you a story about our time at Atataki, one of the Cook Islands. This was on our small boat Mariah 2 and it's the one of my one of my fondest memories ever. This episode is brought to you by Pentenius Yacht Insurance. Angels, Goats and Eloquence Noel's briny brain has forgotten that goat skins smell. Can we get it killed a few days earlier? He suggests, hopefully. That may solve the odour problem. I search the sun-dappled garden with my eyes as we talk, hoping the goat is not in earshot as we are discussing its demise. For 25 New Zealand dollars, Noel can have a fresh skin. Goat skin, that is. He can then dry it and replace the split skin that is on his homemade drum. The fact that our 10-metre boat will stink is nothing compared to the pink fit customs will have if we try and sail back into Australia with it aboard. Atutaki, the setting for these discussions, is one of the most heavenly places on earth, with a magnificent lagoon. It comprises a triangular-shaped reef encircling a vivid, clear lagoon where three volcanic islands rest within 12 coral atolls. Located 140 nautical miles north of Rarotonga, it is one of the most southernmost Cook Islands and because it is slightly off the beaten path, visited by relatively few cruisers and tourists. The tiny bay is as calm as being moored on concrete and as beautiful as a perfect pearl. However, puttering into it is not for the faint-hearted. The narrow channel is shallow, windy and buoyed with sticks only on one side. Where the sticks lean at an angle, you have to decide whether they have been knocked over or the angle is a warning to give the twig a wider berth. If you draw more than 1.5 metres, you will carve your way through the sand. If you draw more than 1.8, you will run aground. Mercifully, the water is clear, so putting someone on the bow is effective and helps keep the heart rate at sustainable levels. The angel voice tickles my ears before my eyes peel open. With a dishevelled sarong quickly wrapped around my dishevelled body, I peer out from our cluttered cockpit. The human angel stands on a deserted concrete pier a few dozen metres from where we are moored, apparently working his smooth lungs just for us at dawn. Sadly, he spots me and my wingless cherub strolls away leaving the silent air still and my ears empty, yearning for more. 
It's Sunday and donning our finest wear, we and three other cruising couples smarten up to attend a church service. Bursting lungs, boisterous harmony and energised eurythmics leave us breathless and wanting to applaud the show-like performance. After our church attendance, the locals provide lunch. A little embarrassed to be guests of honour, we linger outside, pretending to be simply enjoying the view. Hey, did you retrieve my dinghy? A gruff voice questions one of our friends. Uh, that was me, sir. Noel jumps in, approaching the unsmiling local, not sure what to expect. The man thrusts out his hand and Noel does what he can not to duck or jump back. Let me shake your hand, sir, he says. My dinghy is my income. Thank you so much. Where is your dinghy? I have a gift for you. Assuring him his personal thanks is more than enough reward, we head inside and tuck into a picnic-type lunch with the locals who wait until we are fed at least twice over before indulging themselves. When we return to our dinghy an hour later, we find it brimming with pumpkins, several kinds of potatoes, and enormous bunches of bananas and healthy pawpaws. We share the booty with our cruising friends. Hey, what do you reckon they wear under their skirts? I whisper to my buddy. Anne from Sailing Vessel Novia, as we relax one night at the $40 a head dinner dance, put on on a semi-regular basis for the tourists. <laughs> I don't know, she giggles, but it had better be good support. As the guys strut their aggressive stuff and the girls glide gracefully to the thud of hypnot hypnotising drums, I recall our host's words as she welcomed us. Kia Orona. It's only polite to do what the host asks, I say, grinning cheekily. The two olive-skinned, strapping lads ignore the sweat that streams down their corrugated abdomens. And I try to suppress an urge to wipe it away for at least while Noel is looking anyway. They plant soggy kisses on my cheeks and I try to act demurely. Not my age, which is too close to twice theirs. Partaking in the Get the Tourist Dancing after the professional show, I pair up with a lad and copy his moves, totally forgetting that the ladies should be hip-swinging with vigour. I'm not sure if onlookers find me hysterical because I dance like a man or because I can't dance. Maybe both. Still, the workout and fun are well worth the friendly laughter. The welcome into Atataki surpasses any we have received on our travels. The locals are eloquent, embracing their culture with proud vigour. The tiny island is protected from the gluttony of wealth because land can only be handed down from family member to family member. The good mornings, 
from a grinning gran as she hurtles past in a fine flowery dress inspires us to hire a moped and explore. Most of the transport on the island is via small scooter, keeping pollution, noise and traffic to a soothing minimum. Acquiring a Cook Island bike licence for $10, we hand over another 20 for the moped hire and set off to rampage around the 8 square kilometre island. The beauty of Marunga Pu, the highest point, offers a fantastic 360 degree view where you can look out over the entire landscape. However, tenacious mosquitoes quickly mar the experience. Inland, small patches of houses are dotted here and there. The inhabitants are delighted when we stop to say hello and offer candy to the shy kids. Hello! The grubby five-year-old girl waves as we approach. The main street is anything but. A couple of tiny supermarkets, a few basic cafes and bars and the odd local speeding past on their two-wheeled transport. Our mud-smudged friend stops practising wiggling her hips to investigate us. As we reach the group of children, I raise my arms and wriggle my hips, trying to mimic her dance. The girls fall over, gasping and giggling at my efforts. We keep walking, but they're not prepared to let us go. Not just yet. Spotting the new wooden drum Noel carries that we've just purchased for a family gift, the sniggering group commands the drum and demands we dance. Noel tries the warrior dance we witnessed the previous night. The local dancers, crashing knees with straw skirts, made a formidable sight. But unfortunately, Noel just looks like he's a chicken with two left legs. My wiggling is not much better, and the kids bang the drum and nearly expire in fits of laughter. To top the restful, welcoming, peaceful, fun stay at Atataki, even chores become less arduous. The tap where I have permission to hand wash our clothes is situated right next to a brick wall that is the perfect height to relieve my back. The string of pine trees behind the neighbouring police station next to the playing field is perfect for drying. Noel fills Mariah too with water while I scrub our clothes. We hang the washing, humming summer tunes in the warm, gentle breeze. Noel returns with a small picnic and we sit on the green, soft grass enjoying the Sunday-like stillness while our washing dries. Our home, boat and faithful travel companion Mariah too lies in sight at the end of the playing field. Our travel bug infested bodies have come across the one place in seven years of circling the planet that we are seriously thinking of stopping at, for six months anyway. Earnest consideration to taking a break, living the Atatakian way and enjoying a rest before sailing on back to Australia fuels our salty minds. To add credence to the idea, Noel has been offered work. 
His carpentry and building skills ensures he gets job offers all around the globe. Sense prevails and we decide that talking to the harbour master about hurricanes is our first step. Well, we've had three hurricanes already this year and the water levels always rise up to our desks in this office, he said. The office in question is more than three metres above the usual waterline. Noel and I back out of the office and out of our dream. It's time to go. But what of the goat? Well, as we sadly made our farewells, the goat still breathes the flowery scent in its flower-strewn garden. The skin we bought is from the island's drum maker, a second-hand, clean, odourless skin that will leave Mariah before we arrive in Australia. The goat's time, though, is short. A feast is planned. Kia Maniwia. May good fortune shine on you. I do hope you enjoyed that story and a brief look at the most spectacular Atitaki. It brings a small tear to my eye with those memories. You can read this article and view the pictures on our website under articles. And there's lots of other information and lots of other articles there as well and tips and ideas and downloads soon. So take a look and subscribe. That's about all I've got time for today. Thanks ever so much for your company and I wish you safe sailing.